Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, a crowd-driven, crowd-sponsored feature where we answer your questions and comments on everything from history to economics to theology to architecture, all those things that matter to us in our common life. And today's question comes from Valerie, who says, aren't our laws and institutions based on Judeo-Christian values? Aren't they in the Magna Carta? And I think this is a terrific question, to which the short answer is yes, and the long answer is definitely yes. Magna Carta doesn't go out of its way to spell out that these are Christian values, because in the society at the time, and in Congress, if you think of Britain as a kind of a leader of Protestantism against the absolutist Catholicism of France and Spain in the Renaissance and on, it's curious to reflect that, in fact, the England of Magna Carta was a Catholic society. But the prime mover behind Magna Carta is Stephen Langton, the Archbishop of Canterbury, a man who, in his day job, among other things, divided the Bible into the chapters and verses we still use today. He's a great hero, and I hope you look at my video, Magna Carta, Our Shared Legacy of Liberty, for more on him and Magna Carta. But the first thing Magna Carta guarantees is the independence of the Church. And what's important to understand here is that I'm not using Judeo-Christian values in the narrow sense, which can sound intolerant, Bible-thumping, and so on, sanctimonious. Mark Twain talking about the religious people of his day being good people in the worst sense of that word. What I mean is that the entire enterprise of a free society, one in which there are human rights for all, and I want to emphasize again, the rights guaranteed in Magna Carta, sealed in 1215 by King John and repeatedly reissued over the next couple of centuries by English kings, they were extended to everybody, to all free men, and even as the great jurist Edward Cook would insist in the 17th century, even to serfs, because they were counted free against everyone but their own lord. These values depend upon the dignity of the individual, of man made in the image of God, and also in that very famous scene in three of the Gospels, where Christ is asked if it is lawful to pay taxes, and he says, bring me a coin, whose image is on it? And they say, Caesar's, and he says, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. This is a situation in which the state, by being excused the duty of creating heaven on earth, is given a subordinate task that it can do, and with it, dignity. Politics becomes an honorable profession when the state is trying to protect us from force and fraud and otherwise leave us to organize our lives as we see fit. Now, of course, you may be inclined to say here, but what about the enforcement of one state religion? And yes, this was a very bad blunder. Worse elsewhere, I would say, than in England. But in England, it did happen. It violated men's conscience in ways that were very harmful. When Elizabeth I declared and this is in the 16th century, that she did not want to make windows into men's souls. It was a major step forward, but one that was not, she didn't necessarily walk the walk associated with that one step a great deal of the time. But humans are fallible. Our institutions are fallible. Our laws are fallible, no matter what their origin. When they're based on Judeo-Christian values, there is nevertheless a powerful impulse to protect human dignity, to respect the individual, to understand that each and every one of us matters. And so, not only is there kind of an explicit reliance upon Judeo-Christian values in the creation of our institutions, but there's a much more fundamental reliance upon an understanding of what man is and what our relationship is to God that is tragically missing in much of the world. So, yes, our laws and institutions are based on Judeo-Christian values, and to think that we can dispense with that foundation and keep the building standing seems to me a very dangerous illusion. So let us understand 
where we came from. Even if you do not like Christianity and Judaism, please grasp that if you cannot find some other very solid place on which to ground the dignity of man, you cannot preserve institutions and laws that protect that dignity. It does go back to Magna Carta, and through Magna Carta, it does go back to the Bible. If you're enjoying Ask the Professor, remember, all the questions and comments we respond to come from you, the viewers. So if you have something you'd like to say, here's the URL to let you do it. And if you think this and my other work is valuable, please click here, go to my website, and make a one-time or a monthly contribution, big or small, to sustain me in all the things that I do. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time.